Greetings and welcome to another Godfather Minute. My name is Alex Robinson. And I am Anna Robinson. <laughs> Together we are the Godfather, Godfather Minute, Minute Brothers. Brothers. Today we're here to talk about Minute 158 of The Godfather. <laughs> Alex, repeat after me. A minuto. A minuto. Cento. Cento. Cinquantotto. Cinquantotto. Remember, whenever there's an eight, it gets a little weird. Cinquantotto. Cinquantotto. You got it. It's not ocho? No who, eight? No. Who let the bounty hunter in here? Who? Who let the bounty hunter in? <laughs> Uh, do we get to pay if we sing that? Uh, if, if we do less than there's a certain amount of beats you can do before uh, you have to pay. So you can do like the first three notes and then you can uh, stop. Well, if you alter enough lyrics too, and or maybe change the genre, yeah. like, who let the... <laughs> Sorry, it hurts my throat. <laughs> uh, it, wait, what were we just singing? What lyrics were we singing? Your voice is weak. Oh, the who let the... Body. <laughs> Who let the bounty hunter in? <laughs> Out. Well, we're talking. Anyway, about- I've had a little caffeine. If you can't tell, <laughs> Alex. Uh, we're talking about minute one hundred and fifty-eight of The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, minuto numero cento catunto. You got it. <laughs> um, we're at the baptism of Michael Francis Risi. Oh. And uh, as the priest uh, speaks to us in Latin about stuff, he prepares to clean the infant of his sins. Meanwhile, we see uh, Clemenza and Rocco getting ready. That is Rocco, yes. It is Rocco. Rocco is like at the beach house or something. Yeah. (laughs) And Clemenza is in front of the old Clemenza house. Mrs. Clemenza, nowhere to be found. Mm -mm. No, she's in that little package, Alex. Oh, the, the, the thing he's carrying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you should be careful when he's backing out. <laughs> uh, they're getting, yeah, they're getting, we don't know what Clemenza and uh, mm. and Rocco are doing. Something's going on here. Do you think they're planning on assassinating Michael at that meeting? It makes a lot of sense. Maybe, maybe Tessio sm- was just move. a, uh, maybe he was a, di- um, what do you call it? A, uh, Traitor? a distraction. Oh, uh, subterfuge. Maybe he's really not a traitor. Misdirection. Misdirection, yep. He's an undercover cop. Yeah. Damn it, Rocco, I said you got to hide your identity. (laughs) So uh, let me ask you, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Our our listeners want to know who is the real Andy Robinson. Who is the real Andy Robinson? Robinson. 
Yeah, do you like how I how I switched it up? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's your patented song, but I, I switched it up. Patent pending. Uh-huh. I guess it hasn't come through yet. But so you have been you participated in a in a baptism in the Godfather role. I did. That's right. Yeah, you want I to talk us through that. that? Is this? Did you well, feel like it was authentic? Were you like, oh man, I feel like Michael Corleone? What's uh, What's the story here? Talk to me. Um, it was very different. It's One. different than the book. <laughs> yes. One, it was, my experience was different because one, this was not Catholic mm-hmm. baptism. It was a, um, it was a Lutheran. I guess it's still a baptism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it a christening if it's not Catholic? I think it's a christening. You know, I don't know quite know the difference between a christening and a baptism. I think a baptism is. Oh, I don't know. You know what? We we'll ask, ask. We'll, we'll answer. answer. And then I. I was not baptized myself. I think we talked about this at one point. I'm still not baptized, Alex. Damn. Yeah, so if you were to shoot me dead right now, I'd be going downstairs, not upstairs. I'd be going downstairs. <laughs> and the, 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 I was going to say the priest, but it's not a priest. It's a minister. They're all, mm. There's two, two parallel worlds when it's yeah. Catholic and non-Catholic. The and he more or less said, well, you know, you weren't baptized, so you really shouldn't be, you really can't be a godfather. But if you agree, if you commit to the responsibilities, I'll let go this time. This time? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Is he speaking on behalf of uh, Jesus at that point, do you think? When he says, I'll let it go this for old time's sake, I'll let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what was really strange is I could barely understand him. When he was speaking, because it was coming out in tongues. (laughs) (laughs) This time I let you. He was speaking backwards. He was speaking backwards, and his head was Sheesh. spinning. Yeah. So it wasn't, um, it was just a modern and and non-Catholic, so well, I guess a little more, less traditional. Clearly, they, they let a non-baptized guy be a godfather, so. Yeah, they're much, not, not, much more uh, casual about yeah. it. But did you, so did you have to answer these questions the way Mikey does? Like, did they ask you questions about. You know, he, did you have to sign anything or any kind of like affidavit? No, I didn't have to sign anything, but he, we did have a conversation. I, and I think there were some questions, but it was like what I said. You talked to Father Barzini. Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 After all, this wasn't a Catholic baptism. <laughs> After all, we're not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I think he asked me, hey, do you... Will you take on the if the if the child's parents die? Will you ensure that the child gets uh, an education with Christian values, stuff mm. like that? But it wasn't a it wasn't like a like a number two pencil fill in the blank kind of test. Now, whenever I go on a plane, whenever I used to go on a plane, mm. and I would sit in the emergency row, and you know they do that thing where they like they come around. Have you ever sat in the emergency row? Yeah, oh yeah, I used to love it. Oh yeah, used to. You don't love it anymore? Well, I got confused because some of those seats don't recline. Oh yeah, you have to. And they used to not indicate it when you purchase them. Yes, so I was. I got screwed one time, and so I, I was a little. I got burned. I was hesitant to go back to the emergency aisle. But what happened when you were in the emergency aisle? Well, well no, no. But the, just it reminds me that you know they come around and they say, in the event of an emergency, are you prepared to open the you know help people escape and all that stuff? And everyone yeah. has to say yes. Otherwise, you can't. If you say no, then you can't sit in mm-hmm. that row. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I imagine your Godfather experience. You're just like, well, I'm just counting on the fact that I'm not going to actually have to be responsible <laughs> for this young woman's. Yeah. Uh, religious education yeah yeah 
So, and you uh, know this year, this past year, she became a uh, freshman in college. So you are no so longer she, no longer bound to that commitment. Is that true? Like you well, are not. She's eighteen. She's an adult. But you're still that that relation. The relationship is very sacred. You think it just ends once? They oh, turn I'm still 18? a godfather, but I think my responsibility to provide a, a Christian education is no longer uh, applicable. Right. So if she was going down a path that you deemed like that's a bad road, you're like, well, I'm not the god, I'm well, not her godfather. <laughs> I would provide guidance, right? Um, but this would be strictly off. This would be like strictly, uh, like, <laughs> um, not in a professional capacity, it would just yeah. be a personal opinion, not exactly. And I couldn't, and as a result, I couldn't even give the impression to her that I was acting as her godfather. So I couldn't do it in my office. Mm. I couldn't do it on my daughter's wedding day. All these, because it's not just it's it's about it's about the optics, Alex. Got it. Yeah. So if if she was getting married, would that be that's not your daughter? It's your goddaughter. That's right. So with that, you wouldn't have to do favors for people like no. say me. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you didn't have to get baptized. That's interesting. You, I don't think you were either. No, no. I'm, but I wasn't also a godfather. I thought oh, he would yeah. say, "Well, you know what? I have to baptize you first. Yeah. But he, uh, yeah, he didn't, didn't happen. I think, I, and I think point. we learned about it. I, I don't. Need, I didn't even know at that time that I wasn't baptized. Mm-hmm. I think I assumed I was. But when, as soon as you walked in, he's like, "You're unclean." <laughs> 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 they put on the special glasses. Oh, no, this guy hasn't been baptized like they live. <laughs> yeah. They live in hell. Yeah. If I recall it correctly, my cousin, our cousin, asked me to be the godfather. Mm-hmm. And then getting, and I said, sure, I'll do it. I said, I said sure. <laughs> and then as it approached, we talked again because I had to travel from Georgia where I was living and back up to New York. Mm-hmm. And I said, is there anything I need to do? And she said, oh, no, you just need to be baptized. <laughs> and I said, I, I said, Donna, I don't know if I am. And so I called our mother. Yeah. And she said, no. She said, you were never baptized. So I said, oh, uh-oh. Nope. Someone's got some explaining to do. So I called her back and said, I haven't been baptized. And she said, let me check with the reverend or the minister. And so she said, I think it'll be okay. And I had to go up uh, a day or two earlier and meet with him and have that conversation that I already described. But enough about me. Why are we talking about my, all this baptism stuff? Well, because we're going to see you with the baptism. Oh. <laughs> now, I know you have a lot of information about the church because that's your role. You do all that kind of research. Uh, I don't have that much information about the mm, church, but okay. I do have a little bit of information about the church. It's Lay it in, on us. It's in um, the, the exterior, as is typical in this movie, the exterior and the interior filmed in different locations. Mm-hmm. The um, exteriors were filmed um, at a church in Staten Island, um, Mount Loretto Church. Those of you in Staten mm. Island who, um, well, although you're probably not familiar with it because the church burned down in 1973. Mm. So right after filming The Godfather, the church burned down under mysterious Whoa. circumstances. You accident? Admit, you accident, gotta, Alex? Yeah. And was it an accident? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you cannot see the exteriors of the church anymore. It's gone. Mm. 
Um, but the interiors were filmed at Old St. Patrick's Cathedral <laughs> on Mulberry Street in uh, Manhattan. I thought you were going to say the exterior is totally is totally gone, but the interior is still there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's more like a conceptual <laughs> cathedral than anything else. So, no, uh, that's a property that Frankie Five Angels would sell to someone. I <laughs> <laughs> hey, this, this great property. No walls, but great interior. <laughs> That's why you guys need five angels because he only deals in in, uh, in former churches. Oh, and uh, yeah. say you know what? When uh, I lived in New York, I don't know if I ever told you this. When I lived in um, New York City, Manhattan, many years ago, mm-hmm. uh, my then girlfriend, now wife, were, were looking to move, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, we uh, talked to a real estate agent who showed us different things. And one of the th- one of the apartments she showed us was in the former rectory of a church. Whoa. And so it like it was like all like stone and you know like like a monastery type wow. setup. And uh, that's fantastic. It was super cool. Uh-huh. But it just, you know, as a place to live, it just it was a little like it it wasn't pr- like that practical yeah yeah but uh but like if i was like you know like if i'd been like 10 years younger and was like really into hosting cool parties and stuff that would have been an awesome place to oh, have it because yeah. you know one of the windows was like a stained glass window that looked out on the front so that's so cool that's one of the things i didn't like about it is that it was because it was stained glass window it was very dark inside yeah i bet yeah so that's it, what was, I was it was it was a little gloomy oh my god but uh still it was cool to uh imagine living there wow that is really cool. Do you remember where this was? Um, Roughly, it was in like. Uh, and like, was the church still present and functioning? But um, the rectory had been converted to an apartment or a few apartments. You know, I, I they weren't they were no longer connected. Hmm. So I, but I don't recall if the church was still functioning or whether it was being <laughs> turned into. Um, you know, condos or something like that. That's but. something that the agent didn't tell you. Here, you move in, you're sleeping in on a Sunday. <laughs> Every Sunday morning. It's like, <laughs> Michael Reese, do you reject <laughs> Satan and all this? And of course, the huge pipe organ is right on the wall on the other side of your bed. <laughs> the whole thing rumbles. Well, the, the bed is actually a hammock suspended over the pipes of the oh. pipe organ. So it's literally blasting right into our faces. But well, you know how, what? It was that's such how a they good heat deal. that apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie told us it was a good deal, so we took it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. You can you can wake up and in thirty seconds you'll be down and you can do a confessional in the lobby. <laughs> uh, New York has a couple of, of wait, wait all of his all of his real estate uh, promos yeah. and all of his his cells all always end with something about the lobby. Mm. The church, for example, the church he's trying to sell in Staten Island that burnt down. Yeah. He looked, the exterior walls burnt down, but that just made more room for the lobby. <laughs> he's very, he's very into lobbies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's only got one bedroom, but if you have guests over, they can sleep in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else you got? Um, well, I was going to talk about um, the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's talk about a baby. It is it is their son. It is um I believe Connie right? and uh friend and uh and Carlos' son. Carlos' son, right? Yes. Okay. 
Um, but it's a rare, I'm sure a lot of people know this already, but it's a rare mm. case of, of stunt casting mm. because uh, to play the part of the baby, they got award-winning director Sofia Coppola to play the baby. Wow. How did uh, she get that gig? I don't know. I, maybe Francis mm. Ford Coppola saw something in her, like knew that she was going to have star power. Yeah. And he's like, I got to get in on the ground floor. Yeah. And he's going to make her a star. <laughs> he gave her crying lessons. <laughs> a reception of the baptismal water lessons. <laughs> Sleeping <laughs> lessons. Yeah. Pooping um, lessons. Baby diarrhea lessons. <laughs> oh, baby diarrhea hey, lessons. My wife and I were talking about baby diarrhea yesterday, which is why I talked about it. Yeah. And I want to be able at some point be able to, I don't know where this fits, but I want to be able to say like, oh yeah, that's like baby diarrhea. And someone will be like, what? And I'll say, well, it's, it's cute, but at the end of the day, it's still diarrhea. <laughs> So I don't know what I would apply that to, to, to prompt someone ask, what does that mean? And I could give that response. I bet we you could. I bet we could come up with a situation. <laughs> okay. Like if you see a movie that's like, like if it's uh, like pretty, but doesn't have much substance to it, you could say, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little like baby diarrhea. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that works. I was thinking more, it's, it's still n- not good. Like it's stinky. It doesn't oh. have to be literally stinky. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It doesn't have substance. The movie doesn't have substance. It's not that good a movie. Well, because you did say it was cute. Though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, baby <laughs> diarrhea. I think we're definitely speaking as two non-parents that you describe baby diarrhea as cute. <laughs> <laughs> baby diarrhea. So, Sofia Coppola. Yes. the uh, the, the yeah. She is, of course, the daughter of Francis Ford mm-hmm. Coppola, and she would go on to become a... Um, a uh, a uh, director in her own right. Yeah. And um, those were the days, so she's a baby or an infant in the scene. Those were the days where you could have infants work on movie sets and television sets. You didn't have all the yeah. child rights things. Do you know they did 300 takes of that? Yeah. She was on the set for, uh, I think, like 12 hours they took them to yeah. do that. No, no tutors. Yeah. No child advocate there. I mean, these were this is when you could get stuff done. Her fish. They had to pour so much water on her, take <laughs> after take after take, that her fingers got all pruny and stuff. <laughs> she had diarrhea the rest of the night. Oh, oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it is, in fact, uh, um. Uh, Sophia Coppola playing the baby Mm -hmm. and um, she would of course go on to play Mary Corleone Mm. the niece of of um, (laughs) of of Michael Francis Risi yeah Um, according to the Godfather wiki Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Michael uh, Risi would be referred to as little Mike to differentiate him from uh, the Godfather Mike you know what I mean? Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like if are there was, two Connie Michaels was like, where's Mike? And then they'd be like, who's Michael? What do you mean? Who are there two Michaels you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, is the child being baptized named Michael? The child's name is Michael. Oh, Francis. got it. You know, Michael I didn't even Francis see that Francis. in the book. Didn't oh. even see it. I don't know if it's in. The, I don't know if they mentioned it. Uh. But uh, in the it's definitely Michael Francis Risi. Oh, got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I got confused. So I'm, named yeah. after mm-hmm. Vito Corleone. Yeah. This is the younger sibling of Mike. Victor, who yeah. you'll recall got picked <laughs> up for, for a car, stealing a car in Reno. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And apparently in Godfather 3, in an early draft of Godfather 3, Michael Francis Risi was going to play a much bigger part. Hmm. Um, uh, he was going to be known as, by that point, he was just known as Frankie Risi. Hmm. He dropped the Corleone, or dropped the Michael part. And there was a scene uh, of him getting ambushed by several Puerto Rican assassins, hmm. along with Al Neri. Hmm. Now, I don't know if along with Al Neri means that Al Neri was <laughs> one of the assassins or whether he was one of the people who was uh, ambushed by yeah. assassins. So we'll have to. Uh, we'll Interesting. Have to, so, and that was originally in the GF3 screenplay? That was in the one version, the earlier oh, version wow. of, the, hmm. um, of the screenplay. I wonder if um, maybe Vincent, that was basically what, like that was going to be kind of a Vincent E role. Yeah. Where, yeah. You know. But, uh, Speaking of GF3. Yes, as we do. The past couple days, GF1, 2, and 3 have been on multiple channels. Wow. And so I watched the first 15 minutes of GF3 the other day. And? I was kind of checking in and out of it. It was all flashbacks. What do you mean? Do you recall that? What do you mean it was all flashbacks? It was all... What do you mean? It was, it was all footage from the first two... Wait a minute. It doesn't was, show like their house. Doesn't it show like the Tahoe house all abandoned and stuff like that? Yeah, and, but it's also I and Michael's the first composing 15 a letter to, to at his. least 15, 20 minutes was all a a a summary of Godfather one and two with footage from those movies, but it was really long. They kept going on and on. That so must. Was, I don't think that's part of the real movie. I, it must have. Maybe I was viewing a. Um, I don't know, a special... Are you sure you just didn't edit. watch Godfather 1 and Godfather <laughs> 2 and then Godfather 3? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It was definitely watching on the TV guy things of GF3. But maybe it was just a special edited thing to summarize the first two to prep the third one. Because I don't recall seeing that. Why? No, GF3 I don't remember any before. of that stuff. Yeah. Huh. I, I mean, there were there were flashback moments where you'd see like Michael thinking of of uh, of Fredo, but not like. Oh a no! Whole. It was it was like, hey, if you didn't see GF one and two, it was like a previously on the Godfather. Exactly, yeah, and, and it went almost blow by blow. <laughs> like Luca Brasi getting killed. Really, something that has nothing to do I'm with. Telling you, went on and on. I I turned away, and then I came back, and then it was at the end of GF one, and it just kept so going you so on. even though you technically quote watched GF three, you didn't actually get. To to see any of no. gf3 no i, I ended up yeah. uh turning turning it off i think there's some people who would say you actually came out the better for that <laughs> yeah i got punked although <laughs> i did you know every time you thought you were out <laughs> yeah. they showed me another rerun <laughs> right <-o>! <laughs> a rerun oh <laughs> reruns of godfather one again <laughs> By the way, I do have a several cleanup items. Oh, okay. For this episode, go ahead and but clean it up. Should we do that, or clean should we? Write, should we? Okay, I'll clean. Okay, here we go. Clean, clean it, it up. up. But so, Captain, he's a war hero. <laughs> Damn it, Alex! I said clean it up. Okay. Um, a few things. Luke, I think this is from GF the GF three thing I was just describing. So Luca Brazzi's dream came true. The <laughs> What was his? But for some reason, you just said that I thought of like Martin Luther King, and I pictured like Luca Brasi having a dream about all no. the, everyone respecting each other. And what was the? What was the He's locked arms with all the button men. <laughs> what was the dream of Luca Brasi? Luca Brasi's dream came true. 
Connie's first child was a masculine child. Mm, although it's played by a played oh. by a girl. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I just, <laughs> just realized that. <laughs> it half came true. Mm. All right. Let's see. What else do we got? You might be. You might not be a masculine child now, but it'll be one ten years from now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So I also saw the, the scene where Johnny asks Don Corleone to get him the part, the picture from Waltz. <laughs> I don't remember that. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, you, you can't not watch that when that's on TV, right? Yeah. And so Johnny says, "Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do." <laughs> and then a couple seconds later, he says, "No chance. No chance." Yeah. And then he says, my voice is weak. My voice is weak. <laughs> he just repeats a- everything. Alex, for a guy whose voice is weak, he's repeating a lot of words. He called Johnny two times because he says everything <laughs> two times. Johnny repeats a lot. And I'm wondering, maybe that's why his voice is weak. Oh, he's, yeah, he's always <laughs> double talking. What's the matter with you? Why are you repeating everything? <laughs> what, you, what am I going to do? What am I? Oh, even the Godfather, <laughs> when Moxon says it twice. <laughs> Well, they become a I wish they, <laughs> I wish they'd get that going. And like, he was like, can I, so do I help your help, uh, Johnny? And he's like, you know, I do anything for my godfather. I do anything for my godfather. <laughs> Show him, Mikey. Show him, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if he didn't have that, that uh, you call that a tick, Alex? What would yeah, that be I call it a tick. He, his voice wouldn't have been weak. He'd still be on top. He wouldn't have had to beg Waltz for the picture. Hmm. Oh, no, that's not why Waltz didn't want him in the film. <laughs> he didn't want him because he'd make him a big star. You <laughs> yeah. have to pay him twice as much because he says everything twice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why Waltz's voice is getting all raggedy, too, because when he's maybe chewing out Tom, he repeats a lot. <laughs> Johnny Fontaine never gets that picture. It'll make him a big star. You know, what's funny is that... A uh, big star! <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, Frank Sinatra was infamous for only doing one take when he did mm. movies? So I wonder if they did that on purpose as a way of like, oh, like they're showing he's not Frank Sinatra oh, by having yeah. him say everything movie twice. That was for legal reasons. Yeah, to have <laughs> Mr. Sinatra, aren't you famous for only doing one take? <laughs> we have an affidavit. Johnny Fontaine repeats that. Where is it? <laughs> So that was my cleanup, Alex. All right. It, it is. It was really fun to watch some old scenes from from the first two movies, especially Godfather One. Things that we we you and I talked about years ago, and I already started seeing new things, which is great. <laughs> so it means we'll have to do it again. again. Well, I, if we ever if we ever do, you know, if, if we we always have that stretch goal on our uh, Patreon that if mm-hmm. it gets to a certain level, we'll do a commentary for GF three, and then we'll do one. If it gets more, we'll do GF two, and then we'll. So that would be an excuse to a good excuse to watch it again. Yeah, um, it's funny because uh, over on the Star Wars minute, that other show I do, uh-huh. for the most part, um, I have watched Star Wars again, and I just watched Empire again. But after mm. we cover a movie, I have never gone back and watched it again. Wow, ever except for Star Wars, and now just recently, Empire. just recently, I've wow. never done watched Jedi. I've never watched any of the prequels. I've never watched Force Awakens. Oh, so interesting. It's uh, it, it's interesting. Do you so, want to share not why? The Godfather is that, either. <laughs> is that intentional? Or you um, just, other, there are other things you want to watch. I think it's more that one. Mm-hmm. It's more just that like. I don't really have much interest in watching the Star Wars prequels, so it's like, you know, I might not ever watch them again, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah I think it's just that after talking about them, I'm just kind of like, ugh, like I'm, I'm, 
Well, but then when I watch Star Wars again, it makes me laugh because I just think of stuff that we talked about on the show. So I'm sure yeah. The Godfather would be the same way. Like, I'm not going to be oh, able to yeah. watch Apollonia get blown up without thinking of Monday, Tuesday, no! Thursday. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. That's funny that you said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it was so fun every time. It's on all the time. I yeah. watch The Godfather, and it's just so fun to think about all the all the, the running jokes to see the origin of the running joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have a few other things about the minute, Alex. All right, what else you got? Is there something uh, about the book? Maybe. Oh, I definitely have some stuff about the book. Before I get there, the mass is in Latin. What do you think about that? Does it add to the the drama? You know, I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um. Because uh, all Catholic masses used to be in Latin, mm-hmm. and it was a big deal when they it was a big deal when they said, "Okay, you know what? Now we're going to start doing it in English." Yeah, because I can kind of see the if you're listening to it Latin. I'm assuming most of the people do not speak Latin. It almost mm-hmm. would seem more mysterious and magical and stuff. Yeah, as opposed to hearing like just someone describing things with mundane words that you use all the time. Yeah. I kind of like that. It's it's almost like. This this stuff is so holy. The only time you use this language is if in this is when you're listening to the Bible. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. But um, but then it's not as accessible, right? Well, so and also as someone who doesn't believe in any of it, I'm like glad they do it in English because it it reveals to people that it might uh, that yeah. it's that is just kind of like a bunch of. Yeah. But where if if it's in Latin, you, you kind of don't even know what they're saying, so you can kind of just put whatever magic you want into it yeah, so yeah. from the point of view of being a worshiper i would think it would be better to do in latin but for the point of view of a cynical atheist i'd like that they do it in yeah. english yeah yeah so yeah. i think it does add to the the drama of the scene to it adds that magic yeah the magic and the mystery yeah. of the catholic it also the catholic church is is very old of course and latin being an older language and language at that time mm-hmm. it does add to the feel that what is taking place in the story is timeless eternal yeah like the passing on of power to from father to son and then you know from, from this generation to connie and carlos child and, yeah uh, i kind of made that connection so uh clemenza the buffalo-headed clemenza there's mm-hmm. a little scenelet in this minute where he's leaving his house mm-hmm and he's carrying a parcel, which is large, rectangular, and flat. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert. We are going to find out that there's a shotgun in there. Uh-huh. What, what, what is he trying what? to pass that off as? In other words, if someone came up, a cop, and said, hey, what's in there? What would, he, what would he think he would say? Well, isn't the classic thing like a musical instrument case? Oh, it looked like a large, flat, rectangular cardboard box. Well, but like it didn't a, look like an instrument case. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could say it's you know uh, a like mink a coat for his wife or no, a, but it's really flat. It's probably a painting. That's what I'm maybe painting or portrait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's what he would. But I guess okay. usually the the old cliche thing is someone would have a violin case <clears throat> and they would pull a machine yeah. gun out of it. Yeah, but. Uh, is there anything funny you can think of that he would say is in it if he were if he were challenged? Um, cop well, comes up to him and says, "Hey, buddy, you're you're Capo Regime Clemenza. I want to look in there. What's in there? What would what would he say is in there to try to deflect? Uh, would he would he try to say a real thing or would it just be like your mother, like something where it was just like he's <laughs> just clearly just not going to cooperate that he would just call Tom Hagen and say, I I could see either one. Yeah, 
But is there anything? Cannolis, can... a pizza pie. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's a rectangular pizza pie. That's how I'm delivering make... pizza. <laughs> yeah. What? Just because I'm Italian, I can't deliver a pizza. Yeah. Mary says it's a it's a painting of the girl. I I love her. I tell her I love her. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. And we see Rocco preparing his gun. Yeah. So it, it's uh, it's the, that shot is framed in a weird way because you can yeah. see through the window. You can see people down on the beach. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's just a little scene on the beach having people having fun down there. So uh, it just made me wonder, like, are they is that Rocco's family? Yeah. Does Rocco have a family? There's not a lot about Rocco in the book, mm-hmm. but this that little scene does not exist in the book. Instead, Rocco is, he gets a call, and then he gets in a car, and then he drives somewhere, gets in another car with other people, and then drives to the location that we're going to see in an upcoming minute. So there's no scene where he's putting together a gun or anything like that. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. When you're reading the book, do you move your lips, or do you just read it in your head? (laughs) I don't know. No, the question was... I, I I, I don't think I move my lips. When you when when they talk about um, that the flat box and do you know because when you watch the movie you don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. but in the book are they saying Clemenza took out the gun and got it ready because he was going to go kill the like do you know at what point does the reader know what's going on about the plot um, to kill the bosses so l- let me delve into the book I think I'm going to answer your question through some of the stuff we're going to explore now because it must be different. The bo- Alex, the book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. Hey, speaking of songs, we should also announce that we're going to be revealing the new countdown song in the bonus content yes. today. Yes, you're right, Alex. And what's it called? Uh, oh, it's, so it's called Not Even for Old Time's Sake. Not Even for Old Time's Sake. So that should give some give you a clue as to what we are, we'll be counting down to. Alex, it's done. It's mixed. It's in the can. And it's I, over. It's over. Nothing is over. I am very happy with it. I know I, I, know I say that with... It, it's currently my favorite. And I know I say that about all the new ones. It's like my favorite child. You're not really allowed to say that. Mm -hmm. What I really like about it is I carefully, painstakingly crafted the lyrics to have double, even triple meanings. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot of value. Yeah, it is. It's it's dense. So uh, when when you eventually hear it, really take the time to listen to the lyrics. I'm very happy with them. And here's a little teaser. It is sung by Tom Hagen. Hmm. Yeah. Sung by Tom Hagen. Yeah, not his actual voice. We couldn't pull that off. We contacted Bobby Duval. He did not respond. Right. But the the voice, the uh, the um, the content, the voice is in the what do you call that narrator? The narrator voices of Tom Hagen. Okay. Yeah. So not even for old time's sake. Stick around for the bonus content. You'll hear it. Mm-hmm. And then when will we share it with the broader audience, Alex? I don't know. What we'll do we see. usually do about that? We usually just wait until eventually we, when we we bring up what we're counting down to, we'll say, oh, wait, how many minutes until that thing? And then oh, yeah. so until we bring up the scene that we're going to be counting down to. So it could be next week. It could be three weeks from now. It could be next week. It could be 10 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> could be. 
Oh, I should have put those some of those lyrics in there. Mm, not too okay. late. Well, uh, you know, it's too late. It's done. Uh, Puzo wrote page four twelve. Oh, a couple things. This is not a baptism in the book, Alex. What? This what is, is it? A, this is a confirmation. Connie and Carlo's oldest boy was to receive his confirmation in the Catholic Church. Um, so he's already a teenager. I guess that's when you get confirmed, right? A young teenager. Yeah, I think like 13, something yeah, like that, 12 yeah. or 13. Not interesting. So totally that would be different. Victor then. Yeah. I like that. That would be better because Victor does play a part in the next movie, whereas we hmm. never see Michael Francis Risi again. But there's something about the baby. A new innocent child oh, yeah, entering totally. his family. Yeah. That's, that the the contrast of, of an innocent baby. And also, yeah. plus, like, I don't think it's not as symbolic of, of someone like Michael is is participating in this festival, in this ceremony. Mm-hmm. It's much more about him renouncing his sins than it is about the kid. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. So you get that nice contrast of him murdering as although in the book, he kills them after. Right. Yes, that's right. So. That's a big difference. Puto writes, uh, Kay had Kay asked Michael to be the godfather, and but he refused. I, oh, Michael, I don't often beg you, Kay said. Please do this just for me. Connie wants it so much, and so does Carlo. It's very important to them. Please, Michael. You made me your offer, and now I refuse. <laughs> uh, she could see he was angry with her for insisting and expected him to refuse. So she was surprised when he nodded and said, Okay. But I can't leave them all. Tell them to arrange for the priest to confirm the kid here. I'll pay whatever it costs. If they run into trouble with the church people, Hagen will straighten it out. Hmm. So he thinks there still might be an attempt on his life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's still worried about it. Interesting. Because remember, the funeral just took place. So he knows there are, there are some perceived power vacuums. Right, but I thought that he was going to go to the meeting and then, then he would be assassinated. Mm. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. The, this is all the week during the week preceding the the quote peace meeting between the Corleone and Barzini fam Barzini families. Do you think Michael's plan? Um, do you think he told the Don what his plan was, or did the Don even come up with the plan? Yeah, you and I have talked about this, and we're we're not sure. Okay, but I seem to recall us arriving to the conclusion that yes, Don Corleone knew about it. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's what we yeah. agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Puzo writes, And so the day before the meeting with the Barzini family, Michael Corleone stood godfather to the son of Carlo and Connie Rizzi. He presented the boy with an extremely expensive wristwatch and gold band. There was a small party in Carlo's house to which were invited the Capo regimes, Hagen, Lamponi, and everyone who lived on the mall, including, of course, the Don's widow. I'm surprised. Mama. Yeah. Even Mama was there. I'm surprised Carlo would have all those people over to his house. Why? Because he wouldn't want to have to clean it up. <laughs> well, maybe they're big wigs not at the candy store. He can't not invite them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He starts walking around. Uh, during the party, he starts walking around the apartment with his belt, like whipping people. Like everyone's saying, clean it out. Now you clean it out. <laughs> Puto writes, Connie was so overcome with emotion that she hugged and kissed her brother and Kay all during the evening. And even Carlo Rizzi became sentimental, wringing Michael's hand and calling him godfather at every excuse. Old country style. 
Old country style. <laughs> That's what he wrote. <laughs> Chunky style. Yeah. Michael himself had never been so affable, so outgoing. Connie whispered to Kay, There's your husband. There's your husband. <laughs> I want to book passage on the Queen. Al, <laughs> can you get him a drink? <laughs> go, go show Carla the tree. <laughs> All right, Connie whispered to Kay, I think Carlo and Mike are going to be real friends now. Oh. Boy, boy, you really can't read a room, Connie. Something like this always brings people together. Kay squeezed her sister-in-law's arm. I'm so... Connie. I'm so glad, she said. End end chapter. Uh, Interesting, right? Uh, last things about the book, Rocco, like I said, is not preparing the gun. That's just not in the book. There's the whole next chapter is about Al Neary mm-hmm. and it's about his whole background and how he got involved with the family. Mm. I'll share that when we see Al Neary dressing as the cop. Nice. And I got one thing left. It says go to page 425. Was it a choose your own adventure book? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you agree to become the godfather of the Connie's <laughs> baby, go to chef page 425. <laughs> yeah. If you, uh, oh, Michael, Michael asked you if it was the Tatalia family, the Barzini family. <laughs> if you continue to play dumb, turn to page eight, <laughs> which, by the way, brings you back to the clean it up scene. <laughs> oh, I really want to do a Godfather Choose Your Own Adventure oh, now. Oh, yes. Could you do it in cartoon form? I think that's harder. I think it's easier to do yeah. in print form because yeah. you don't have the, you know, the look doesn't have to be consistent. That's always the. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> and and in this particular uh crossroads, if you choose to if you choose to continue to play dumb, it brings you back to the clean it up scene. If you choose to to say it was Barzini, mm-hmm. it brings you to the scene where you get garroted. Mm-hmm. And if you choose that to say it was Tatalia, then it brings you to the scene where you get garroted. Whoa, so pretty bad odds. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much you're pretty much done. <laughs> okay, 425. Let's see the last thing. Oh, big reveal here. Carlo did not know of the meeting scheduled with the Barzini family for that night. Hmm. Yeah. Which I think means he, he actually knew that he was setting up. He had some suspicion he was setting up Santino and he was in cahoots with those, um, the other families, but he just didn't know the meeting was supposed to take place this night. Wait, so he is still in touch? He still is Barzini's man? Or it's, Tatalia's man? It's not man? clear. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe we'll find out more when we get to the scene where Michael talks to Carlo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all I got, Alex. I'm really looking forward to revealing the song to you. It, uh, yeah. Because you haven't heard it yet, so it'll be uh, no, debuted yeah, for you, too. Yeah. Not even for old time's sake. Well, let's rate this sucker and get on with the bonus content, mm-hmm. then. I'm ready. I'm ready as well. Ready? Yep. One, two. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's, that's it. Pretty much what we thought. It's more set up. Yeah. And um, that's all I got. Oh, here's one last bit of trivia. 
apparently when they were editing this scene, this the the scenes together of the assassinations and the church thing, mm-hmm. um, it was the uh, editor who suggested have because Francis Ford Coppola is like something about this isn't working, and it was uh, the editor who said, well, why don't you have the organ music? Because I guess it was cutting back and forward, mm-hmm. but the organ music would like it wouldn't. They had the organ music go over the whole thing, okay. the, the assassinations and the church thing, where I guess it used to just be on the church part mm. and then the assassinate. So they said by having it be one musical thing, it kind of brought the whole thing together. Yeah, you yeah. can totally see that. So. That's cool. Yeah. It's all about the music. It's all about it really the music. Hey, speaking of which, let's wrap this thing up and let's, yeah. let's, let's oh, do yeah, that. I've, I have one more thing. Yes. Uh, we do, just to remind you, we have a new recurring item in the bonus content What's section. That? If you remember last time, we were talking about Dungeons and Dragons, which we do every week. Mm-hmm. But we we joked that Tom Hagen is a master, a very high-level illusionist. Mm-hmm. So we were going to start to have a recurring item where we talk about what item, what illusions did he create in this minute <laughs> to support his goals. Wow. Yeah, so what? <laughs> Think about you don't remember that I remember talking about the illusionist thing, but I didn't remember that. I don't remember <laughs> that we were gonna now find every uh, that's damn. I'm in. We'll see. We'll try it. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> you, we have a contract. You agreed to it, <laughs> but it's so small. <laughs> uh, all right then. So um, until next, next week. Time, yeah. <laughs> Victor Stalfiano Paulino. <laughs>